Hey guys, welcome back to the Bible Connection. This is Matt, and this is my co-host, Stephen Athon. Hey everybody out there, thank you again for tuning in to another podcast. We're going to be looking at the purpose of the choir. Of course, here in the Bible Connection, many times we are trying to confront current issues and current topics, but sometimes we also want to pause and kind of look at our Christian life, or our church, and kind of take a moment and say, why do we do what we do? And so today we're going to look at simply why do we have a choir and what is its purpose? Is there a choir in the Bible? Is a choir commanded to be a part of the church? Yeah, and all very good questions. It's helpful for us to think about uh, why we do what we do and, you know, not to question everything necessarily, but to understand the reasoning behind what we do and not just doing it out of tradition or habit or because you think you're supposed to, uh, but to do it for a reason. So we're going to start in the Old Testament. And uh, you asked about, you know, what was the biblical precedent for a choir? Uh, we have a precedent here in the Old Testament, in especially the book of Chronicles, First Chronicles. And uh, you have a lot of these Levites being organized into groups. And their, their one job, their sole purpose was to uh, sing and to make music for the Lord in the temple. And uh, some specific references for that would be First Chronicles chapter 9 and verse 33, um, talking about all the Levites that were appointed uh, into the chamber of the temple. And uh, it note, notes there in, in verse 33 of chapter 9 that they were free from other service, that they basically had one responsibility, and that was music uh, in the temple, which is a pretty amazing thought. So you're telling us that uh, these Levites, that every day they would get up and sing, uh, and that was really their job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then uh, later in the book, First Chronicles 15, uh, you have David, uh, who appointed uh, a lot of these singers. Then if you look at Chronicles, First uh, Chronicles 23, uh, you have this amazing account of all these people that were appointed by King David at the time when he was turning his kingdom over to his son Solomon. Amongst that group was 4,000 whose only job was to praise the Lord with instruments and with, with singing, um, which is pretty amazing there. Uh, and you have lots of other examples like that in the book of Chronicles um, where the Levites uh, were given continually to singing 24-7, really, in the temple. Wow. I mean, I... I mean, here at Central Baptist Church, our choir is around 20 members, would you say? Yeah, yeah, give or take a little bit, but 4,000. Yeah, I mean, that would be a pretty awesome uh, choir and, I guess, yeah. orchestra, too. Not all these uh, people were singer, but uh, they had many yeah. different types of instruments as well. And so that would be uh, very unique uh, to be a part of that uh, culture, and I guess if you would go by the temple, you'd be able to hear this song. I guess it'd be kind of like the radio station of the day, uh, if you wanted to go hear some singing, some praise. Uh, but this was kind of a way that you can uh, go down to the temple and uh, listen to this, and maybe worship along uh, with this uh, 4,000 person choir and that was a special occasion of course but uh it was a tr tradition that was set you know and sanctified by god um and and the tradition was continued by king david king solomon uh, etc uh, but some as far as some other examples of singing or, or choirs in the old testament uh what have you got for us brother matt we see some different types of uh, corporate worship in the old testament 
Psalm 136 is a, kind of a responsive reading or responsive worship, whereas usually the leader would say the first part of the verse. And I'm just going to give a, for instance, here in uh, Psalm 136 and verse 1, it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And then every verse in Psalm 136 ends with, For his mercy endureth forever. And so it would go back and forth, and the leader would say the first part, uh, like in verse 2, it says, Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods. And then the congregation would say, For his mercy endureth forever. Verse 3 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. The congregation would say, For his mercy endureth forever. forever. And this goes on for... 26 verses where they would say for his mercy endureth forever and so this is kind of responsive uh worship the leader would say the first part and then the whole congregation would say the second part and there's other instances of this in the book of psalms but this is just probably one of the most popular ones so what about the new testament uh we've talked a little bit about old testament um but you know we don't live in the old testament so Really, when I think of the whole purpose of the church, I kind of sum it up in a passage, kind of simply, but it's Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 through verse 47. And it talks about many things there, but when we get to verse 47, it talks about praising God and having favor with all people. And so really, the idea of praising God or worshiping God was a purpose that the New Testament church had. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 says this, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And of course, this is uh, talking about being thankful to God and praising him. But we can also apply this in a sense of corporate worship, that we want to come together and worship him. Mm Mm-hmm. So while it doesn't say thou shalt have a choir, you know, in in Acts chapter 2, they were praising God, um, and I have a hard time believing that they weren't singing uh, in that. Uh, You have several examples of the disciples singing. uh, So why wouldn't they sing in the first century church there? Um, And, you know, they had the body of psalms uh, Mm -hmm. to use as uh, material, Yeah. and I'm sure they still would have sung some of those as well as some new songs that they would have written. But the focus... Is, is turned on the individual praise uh, in one's heart unto God. And so, you know, while choirs aren't specifically mentioned, uh, you have this corporate and individual worship. And that really brings me to the purpose of the choir in our church, uh, at least, and that is to facilitate uh, worship uh, in the hearts of each person in the congregation. Now, it's not just to... to put on a good show and to do a great choir special, a great special number that people will be like, wow, that was amazing. Uh, first of all, we are not professional musicians. You know, we, we could never hope to achieve um, a perfect performance in the world's eyes. And that's not why we're there. We are there to facilitate worship in the heart of each individual. And as the choir sings louder, then the individual will, will be encouraged to sing louder and uh, to just feel comfortable and feel at home uh, praising God in song. And so, in my mind, that's that's the purpose of the choir in our church. Um, and as always, you know, everything to glorify God. Um, so we, we do all things the best that we can, and decently, and in order. So, you know, not it's not just everyone up there doing their own thing, but it's an organized choir uh, that's disciplined, that's practiced, that 
has a dress code that um, you know does their best. So you're saying really the one of the purposes of the choir is to help uh, the song leader lead the congregation in those worship songs. Man, I would I would actually say that's the primary reason, and then you have a lot of secondary reasons as well. Uh, doing special performances or events that might be used to get somebody you know to come to church that wouldn't come otherwise, maybe a special Easter or patriotic event, mm-hmm. Christmas. And I know as both being in the choir and also as sitting in the pew watching a choir, choir mm-hmm. is sometimes uh, you can really take in those words and maybe even listen to them a little bit more when you are just kind of part of the audience, where you can actually think about those words being sung to you, and it's a blessing to our soul. Sure, and you know, some would say, oh, that's not biblical, whatever. Um, I think it's an excellent tool, uh, not only to worship God, uh, but to teach with music and to edify and lift up and build up others. You know, not everyone can learn every song, so if the choir is able to learn a more advanced, more difficult, or maybe a brand new song that the audience would not know, uh, they can still receive a blessing out of a choir special number like that. Um, and you know, not every church has the same music traditions either. You know, we're not saying that if you don't have a church choir, uh, that you're not right with God. Well, you know, a lot of churches don't have the resources, the manpower to do something like that, or frankly, the musical ability. Um, you know, do what you can with what God has given you. That's all that God can expect of you. Um, but you know, we have this choir tradition and, uh, you know, we have a song leader, um, but you know, others may not have a song leader. Uh, but the choir's purpose is to facilitate uh, worship in the corporate sense and in the individual sense in the worship service. Yeah, and maybe just as a side note, uh, as if you're someone out there who's maybe not part of a choir, but you are part of the congregation, which the majority of people are just part of the congregation, we encourage you sing the songs uh, along with uh, uh your uh, music leader sing the songs along with uh, the church there, uh, you may say, well, I don't really know music or I don't know how to follow the notes or anything. Uh, most of us can hear and follow along and really what it is about making a joyful noise unto the Lord. And really, when we sing songs uh, about Christ or we sing songs about our salvation, it gives us an opportunity to uh, praise and worship God as well during that song time. Yeah, you know, I've gotten some of the biggest blessings out of people that knew the least about music. And the thing about it was they just sang with passion, with soul. And, you know, they didn't care that they were off pitch. They were just, you could tell they had a genuine heart to praise God. And that was important. That was effective. And I think God is pleased by the heart, not necessarily the end result. Yeah, and so... uh I encourage you guys in a personal way, praise and worship God this week. Uh, find a blessing. I, maybe as you go throughout the this week, write some things down that you're grateful for. And then as you go off to your Wednesday night services and Sundays services, I encourage you, uh, especially during the music time, sometimes people just kind of clock out and kind of, uh, uh, you know, writing down their grocery list or something during the choir number. I encourage you, during this uh, Sunday services this week, take a moment and just think about what the choir sing. And think about that congregational song. Look at those words. Allow them to resonate in your heart 
and in your mind rather than them just kind of flowing out of your mouth without any thought at all. And the amazing thing about music, too, is you can carry it with you, you know, for the entire week. How often do you remember all three points of Pastor's Outline? Well, I can remember all three verses of a hymn sometimes uh, with repetition, and you can carry those things with you each day of the week, and it can encourage you, it can lift you up, it can even teach Bible truths. So... I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this, a little bit history of uh, the choir. We learned that the that David appointed a choir of 4,000 Levites in the Old Testament, and that kind of is maybe where the tradition started from, of having a choir, of a group getting up and worshiping. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's yeah. not something that uh, we just came up with uh, 100 years ago. This is something that's carried on, and it's a good tradition to uh, continue on. And not yeah. just choirs, but personal worship of God in our hearts and to the Lord. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you guys once again for listening. And like I said, if you have any questions or any more comments about today's conversation, email us at thebibleconnection.cbc at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook and uh, interact with us there. We try to post articles there at least every week and try to ask some questions as well to create some interaction Uh, for you. And so if you have any topics for us, email them to us as well. And I hope you guys have a good week. All right. See you next time. Well, thank you guys once again for listening. And Uh uh, I'm I just said, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh-huh. I thought you were... <laughs> Stop it. Cut. <laughs> All right.